Hello, welcome to Blaze Bard. My name is Ben. It's Wednesday, the 24th of July. It's extremely hot, but I'm pleased to say I have almost an hour of Blades related podcast discussion for you with uh, Andrew from Roy's View from joining me once again. Um, we talk about the, the Mark Duffy situation that's cropped up in the last few days. Uh, some thoughts from the Chesterfield friendly last night, which we were both at. Um, and then a few other things as well about, um, I guess, how the how the squad is is shaping up, and uh, yeah, transfer other transfer thoughts, I guess, for for the rest of this window as well. So, yeah, thanks as always for downloading and for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks very much. All right, joined once again by Andrew of Roy's View. From how you doing today? It hot, but other than that, yeah, absolutely fine. What about yourself? Basically the same, yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to stay. Um, what's what's the word? Well, there you go. The fact I can't even come up with a word is kind of revealing, really. Try not yeah. to let the heat bring me down too much and to be uh, yeah energetic, energized that, during yeah. this podcast. Yeah, that, that's the one. Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, where to start? Um, obviously, we went to uh, Chesterfield yesterday for a friendly, but I guess probably before we get into that game. There's a situation that we probably should address, which is, I don't know, it's quite saddening. I'm talking, of course, about this um, the the Mark Duffy contract controversy that's emerged in the last few days. Um, so Duffy obviously was not involved in the previous friendly at Northampton. He was not in the team at Chesterfield either. And the the word straight from uh, straight from the horse's mouth, Wilder himself, is that. Um, he basically asked for a new contract last week, and um, we told him to do one. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> basically, uh, yeah. Wilder's words are along the lines of, uh, "I decide when um, players are given new contracts. You signed a new one eighteen months ago, which includes a uh, pay increase with the promotion to the Premier League. Uh, it has one year left to run on this contract, but yeah, basically, uh, Duffy has been told to uh, that he can find a new club, uh, and yeah, Wilder was pretty flippant about it when asked on uh, Radio Sheffield. I think I think he said like I've, I've basically left it with him, and it's it's down mm. to him now. Um, yeah, well, what, what's your thoughts and feelings on this? I mean, this came pretty much out of nowhere for me. Yeah, personally. well, one of my mates texted me to, to talking about it, and I said, "No, nah, I can't see it. It's just paper talk." And you know, and even though I think it was Peter O'Rourke who mm. broke it, he's normally spot on. To be fair with, with his transfer stuff, I just thought, I, I just can't see. Even though we brought Morrison and Freeman in, it, it you know, it's Mark Duffy, isn't it? He's, mm. he's, he's been like so integral to us in the past few seasons. But when you look at it now, I suppose it does make a bit of sense. He obviously wants a longer contract, which I can understand. I can understand why we're not offering him a longer contract as well. I just it's it's a really bad time for it, I think, to happen for 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 us and for him. But he's obviously made a gap. I don't know. It seems like he's taken a bit of a gamble to me to ask for a new contract, and it's backfired. What, what about yourself? The timing is uh, is quite short sighted, I think, from him. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's just the whole. I mean, you know, he presumably will have been well aware that. We, I mean, look, we've been trying to, we've been trying to replace him for want of a better word for about <laughs> almost two seasons, like you know, almost yeah. as long as we were in the championship because he's we we rely on him so much, or we did rely on him so much. He's so, known as the Duffy role, isn't it? So. Exactly that, and you know, we've seen players like uh, you know Ricky Holmes brought in permanently, Kieran Dowell, Ben Woodburn, ostensibly was you know yeah. kind of hoped that he would be able to do that, and none of them have even come close to it. Um, no. Luke Freeman probably will come close to it, and I figure he would probably start ahead of Duffy anyway. But yeah, the, the timing is weird. I, I don't want what we're not going to do on this is uh, give our sort of uh, Mark Duffy obituary because he hasn't actually oh, he hasn't actually gone anywhere yet. So we'll... no, I don't want to cry on a hot day like this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> also a good point. Um, yeah, as you say, I, I think being sort of uh, cold about it, it does sort of make sense from a, a, an actual footballing point of view. I mean. You know, putting aside the um, bit of a power move by Wilder, I suppose, of like, you know, I'm not going to be dictated to by players, um, particularly existing players who have contracts already. And, you know, I think United have actually been very generous in the past in rewarding performance. With You know, you look at like, you know, Leon Clark got his new contract. You know, we gave extensions to McGoldrick last year. Um, 
couple of other Jake players. Jake Wright got one, didn't he, not a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, that's a bit of a weird one, actually. <laughs> Jake Wright's uh, agent is very good, I think. Either that or he's Where's not. Where's Jake on... Wright, by the way? Have I... <laughs> I believe he still plays for Sheffield United. Right. But um, he hasn't yeah. played for about two seasons, I don't think. <laughs> right, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, as you say, he's, uh, you know, Duffy's got one year left on his contract. I believe he's about to turn 34. I don't think he's 34 just yet. Um, and yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense for us to give him an extended contract. Yeah, he turns 34 in October. So mm. I can I can see why we would say, no, we're not going to do that. But at the same time, it does... I feel like it potentially harms us a bit in the short term if we do lose him. Like, I know we've got, you know, some of these options there now, but... I just, I still foresee a situation where Duffy will be helpful for us in the Premier League, even if it's just like coming on for the last half an hour. You know, if we're chasing a game, you know, we've got yeah. a team sat back and you need someone to kind of unlock a defence as he's done so successfully for us. So it's sad. I think it's just sad. And it's sort of, um, I guess it, it it comes back to, you know, this kind of uh, breaking up of the, the team that got us to where we are, I suppose, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. Coots moved on uh, in the summer. Um, Duffy, I would say, has had a, um, at least as big a role in kind of you know the great memories that we've got over the last few seasons. So, yeah, it's it's sad that it's come to this. Um, Did you ever get the feeling there were a bit of tension between Duffy and Wilder? I don't know. I I I, I hear I kind of hear things over the last couple of seasons, but I never really bought into it. It just seemed obviously to be... it, 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 it often took him in and out of the team, didn't he? Uh, mm. Even like the, I think the season before is probably the best season for us to be honest. And even then, he, he never. It wasn't a, all the fans wanted him to start. Like, right, we've got to start Duffy. We've got to start Duffy. Mm. And he, he was often on the bench and obviously got taken off a lot. And then I think Duffy tweeted that there was nothing wrong with his fitness at some point. You know. I, I'm purely surmising. I've got no in, in the know sort of thing here. But I always got the feeling there was a little bit of tension between Wilder and Duffy for some reason. Yeah, I think it got uh, I think it got possibly overplayed on social media because people people would just be like, well, Wilder's taking him off at the 65th minute every single game. Like, what's that about? But from my yeah. point of view, I was, I was like, well, that is basically how long he can play at peak performance. And I, I do, agree with that, yeah. I do agree I, I do with remember that. there was the sort of debate last season after Duffy had put that tweet out saying, you know, I'm 100% fit. It's like, well, I'm sure you could play 90 minutes, but, you know, I, I'm watching you and I'm pretty pretty comfortable saying that your performance tends to decline around that sort of time and you become... Did you see the training videos by any chance in Portugal? No, but uh, isn't the one where he's, he's lagging quite a long way behind? Yeah, him? there's a few mumbles and stuff, you know, from the coaching staff, like, oh, Dust are struggling and stuff like really? that. Again, I could be looking into things, but I don't think Wilder sees him as important as maybe the fans do. I don't know if that's mm. fair, but I've got to think, I think, for instance, if that were Jack O'Connell, I think we'd be doing everything to move, you know, to try and get him a contract just to get him to stay. I don't, mm. I think Wilder obviously does rate Duffy, but possibly not as much as we do. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Um, that said, do you, want to, do you want to stick your neck out and say whether we think... Uh, whether we think he is going to leave or if this is just a bit of a, um, you know, putting, while they're putting his foot down, like, don't mess about. And in, you know, three months or something, Duffy's starting games for us in the Premier League. I hope it's the latter. I've got a feeling it might be the former, to be honest. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same. I think, um, I don't know. What, I feel like Wilder's had these kind of situations before with, I think with Coots and with Freeman when he first came in, right? They were both transfer listed and then... You know, got their way back into the team. So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It has happened before. I guess it's just down to uh, it's it's probably in Duffy's hands. The other thing is, 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 I think a lot of clubs should, well, should be interested in him. A lot of Championship clubs. He's not going to be sort of somebody who, for instance, apparently nobody came in for Coots and Freeman when they were mm. on the transfer list, which sounds insane now. But <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the, the the case with Duffy. To be completely honest, mm. I think any decent Championship club should be. You know, looking at what's happened, and we, yeah, let's give him a phone call because he, he can still be, he's a huge, huge asset at championship level at least. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to let Hart rule head here and say that he uh, he, is, he plays for us this season. He's still in. The I hope you're right, and I'm wrong. I, really I just, really yeah, I just feel like this is, you know, being blunt, this is the only chance he's going to get to play Premier League football. Yeah, because this is what I meant with the timing thing. It, it's, exactly. If he'd have done it last season. You might you might have had some sympathy of well you know he's obviously got us up other people have got contracts but I, I mean their argument obviously is that Leon Clark got did it get a four year contract last season or something like season before 
Mm, yeah, it might have been three years, like, not sure. And obviously you were 33 or whatever at the time, so Duffy could come up with that. But things have changed. We've moved on to such a degree that mm. you can't... It had been a bad move for the club to give him another two-year contract, but it, because you're expecting a 30... What would be then a 36-year-old who's never played at Premiership level, hopefully, if we stay up, to you know, to to be trying to conduct games, yeah, I, I think it, from a club point of view, I can see why they've done it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I hope that um, I hope that he comes round to that line of logic as well, because yeah, that is that is the most logical approach yeah. to it. But, but maybe I, he wants to I, play I games. Chance as well, I really, really would love to see him in the Premiership because he's one of those players mm. that he's got all the skill in the world, aren't he? So definitely. Well, I would I would start it. You know, if, if this hadn't happened, I would kind of expect him to start in the first game or like the first. I agree. Game yeah, or I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely started him in that first game. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's see how it unfolds. But yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a black cloud over um, over preseason that that's kind of cropped up mm. there, and and you could definitely. You could definitely tell Wilder's irritation at it in uh, in interviews, and I, I think he, I think one, Wilder does choose his words and his delivery quite carefully, you know, to sort he of does. not. No, I don't know what the right way of putting it is, but to put the sort of a desirable spin on things. I think he's actually yeah. savvier with the media than a lot of people think. Uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people think he's a bit of a ranter. I think fans of other mm. clubs, in, in particular, when we've played him and he's been on Sky, they said, oh, he just rants, he's like Warnock and stuff, but it's far less emotional and far more intelligent, in my opinion, than Warnock was. I think there is, you know, there's a reason behind those words. You know, He knew we were going to be asked about Mark Duffy. He didn't just, you know, fly off the handle or anything like that. They, they were, that. I, yeah, I think that was a message to him and mm. it's up to Duffy, isn't it? So. Yeah, indeed. All right, so that's that's that. We know no more than that right now, but yeah, hopefully it gets resolved in a in a positive way because I want him to stick around and I, you know, in a sentimental way, I don't want it to kind of I don't want it to end this way, I think. No, the, not the sort all. of the Duffy legacy. And, all right, it's only been here 3 years, but um, you know, they've been pretty uh, pretty good 3 years, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice. All right, let's move on then. So, um yeah, talking of three years, well, less than three years ago, we were playing against Chesterfield in League One. We we're in the same division as them. Um, and yeah, flash forward, what is it? It's two years and three months or something like that since we last played yeah. in the league. And uh, yeah, we're, we're now going to be uh, three whole divisions above them. And uh, yeah, last night we, uh, we played a preseason friendly against them. It was a, a 5 0 win, a, a, I guess a comfortable win you'd expect Premier League team against a National League team. So, um, but yeah, enjoyable all the same. Um, you were there as well, of course. Were you, yeah. were you uh, part of the, the rowdy lot, giving it large to the Chesterfield fans in the second half? Funnily enough, I wasn't, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could understand that it was shirt off weather. In fairness to them, and they were all swinging the shirts around at them and stuff. Were you sat around that end, or were you? No, on the... I was. Uh, I was behind the goal. It was. Because we, um... really we were on that stand, but completely the other end to where it were all sort of <laughs> happening. Yeah, it's quite a. Um, it was a hot evening. I mean, it was a good. Uh, probably more for fitness than anything else, I guess. You know, had a drinks break in the first half as well, and um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was good to see. Um, Certainly, players like Robinson will talk about in a in a little bit. I guess some of the fringe players. As well, I go. I was a little bit disappointed to see when the team was announced because um, I was hoping this would be the uh, first appearance of um, of Muse, who has signed since the last podcast. But we obviously talked about him in quite a lot of detail on that one, and uh, Ravel Morrison as well. But yeah, neither of them played, so that was a bit bit disappointing. Um, I guess Morrison. The concern is he's he's not played in any friendlies because he's got this. Um, I think he's got a, a heel injury, which is not serious at all, apparently, but serious enough to keep him from any involvement at all. But yeah, other than that, um, you know, a run out for some of the fringe players, I think. But yeah, overall, overall, an, an enjoyable evening. Billy Sharp gets a hat trick. Robinson scores one. Uh, Freeman gets uh, gets on the act as well. Luke Freeman, that is, and um, yeah. Enjoyable to see United racking up the goals, I think. What, what was your impression? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I was exactly the same as you. Cause I finished work quite late and I got in the car and looked at the team and I, I, I'm a bit disappointed myself, to be completely honest. The Morrison thing does worry me because, in, by all accounts, he struggled, well, according to the view from that, did he struggle for fitness at his last club? And obviously now, I don't think he's an injury-prone player as such, but it'd be really important, I think, to get a proper pre-season behind him. Now we've only got two games to go. He's pushing it a little bit to, you know, to get where the rest of the lads are. I would have thought, but mm. in terms of the performance itself, 
as you said, we were just completely dominated, didn't we? I think they had two shots. I think all game we could have had about ten, really. But mm. yeah, it's hard to it's hard to judge. But as you said, as you opened that piece up with, we were all just saying, I can't believe three four years ago we were in the same league. Five years ago we were in the playoffs together. Yeah. Uh, when when we had Clough as manager, it, I mean, obviously they've gone down. We've gone like, you know, really fast progress, but. The way they've gone down as well, and and the quality of that, because I thought they were pretty poor to be completely honest, but they're all on a national league side, mm. and that grounds a, a nice little ground really. It's just incredible that they're where they are. And five years ago, they argued about a better side than us. Well, yeah, I mean they've beaten us pretty handily five years ago. I think weren't they? Um, I saw yeah. somebody talking about that earlier on. I think it was on the S two forum, and yeah, put, showing the the players that we had out that day. It's like oh. Bad memories from yeah. that one. <laughs> I do remember. I went to that one where we lost three two, and um, Higdon got sent Higdon off. got sent off. Yeah, oh yeah, bad days. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, Dewhurst started in goal, uh, which is quite quite nice to see. First time I've seen yeah, him play. A couple actually. decent saves off as well, actually. Yeah, there was a really good one from a corner in the first half, which was sort yeah. of looping into the corner. Um, not not the busiest game he'll ever have, but yeah, we're st- we're still here hanging on for Dean Henderson and. Um, yeah, I guess I don't a... want to alarm anyone, but um, I'd completely forgot a little listen to talk sport for my for my sins earlier on, and uh, they were saying Villa's after a goalkeeper. So, was, <laughs> so once again, they could come and uh, because obviously with this, there's obviously a lot of rumours going around about they want a, a loan fee and all this sort of thing. And yeah, I, I like you with the Anderson thing. Obviously, we, we we talked about it last week. I'm not really that bothered if he comes the week before, but Wilder does seem to be getting quite frustrated with how slow it's moving yeah well there was another another kind of uh hurry up comment weren't there from, from yeah, Wilder, yeah. basically like uh we will start looking elsewhere pretty soon unless this gets sorted yeah um and it does i mean you know to be fair to henderson it, it does seem like it's completely out of his hands and it's just it's just man you basically messing about um i think uh I, I don't this isn't officially reported is it but the the rumor is that um they want us to pay his uh, his wages as well as a small fee. Um, how, how do you feel about that? I think it, I think it comes at like it's like four and a half million or something like that for for the whole season. What what do you think about that versus signing just signing a goalkeeper? I personally would love to have our own goalkeeper. Um, I, I want Anderson back. If you get him back, I'm not going to be complaining or anything like that. But it, that seems a lot for a long goalkeeper mm. when there are. But then again, I, I look at the. You know, the goalkeepers and the prices they were getting quoted, and maybe that is the best option. I, I, it's just tough. All about you and that, because that's an interesting, you I know, d- it's an interesting debate, that, actually. I think right now it makes sense to. Uh, I, I don't think those finance, financials um, are problematic for me. I think it makes sense if we can rent a goalkeeper as good as Henderson is and, mm. and knows, you know, like you say, knows the defence, the manager, the system, everything. Um, I think that's a not a severe price to pay, and, no. and also it means we don't um, we don't pin ourselves down either. If we you know if we end up getting relegated, we can move on and find a, a much cheaper option. Um, if we stay up, then we can you know actually explore investing. But I would, even though it seems like we have more money to spend on players than perhaps initially thought, um, I would rather not uh, spend a chunk of the budget on a goalkeeper right now. I think it's, it's yeah. Imp- I think that's fair enough. And, and like I say, I think they were, uh, Villa were quoted ten million for Heat and twelve million for Butland. So you know, mm. it's a lot of money. And if you can get Henderson for what'll work out to be whatever you know, five million or whatever it'll be, then yeah, yeah, it, it does make sense. To be fair, yeah, absolutely. We're obviously linked with a Dutch goalkeeper as well, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I think we'll need. Uh... Yeah, we'll probably need three, I guess, won't we? Yeah. And yeah, we have. Look forward to getting the view from from that actually, because he's <laughs> played in Belgium and uh, they talk about 109 different languages in there. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to translating that one. But yeah, I do, I do, I do think we'll have three goalkeepers in US log out on loan. To be honest. Yeah. What was uh, what was the views from Chesterfield like? I mean, I obviously read them, but uh, just in case anyone's not seen them yet, how how uh, how what what was the mood of the Chelsea fans after a five nil walloping from a team that we used to be in the same league as? Well, you have the, the the glass half full fans who are it's only pre-season, you know, got the fitness levels up, and then you've got the other half of fans who are like that was a total humiliation, you know, a absolutely humiliating experience, and it wasn't good enough. And five years, I mean, it must stick in the throat because we'd be the same, wouldn't we? If we were playing, yeah, 
Chesterfield, they were in the Premier League. I know it's unrealistic, but you know, we'd have gone down to the conference. They must wonder where it all went wrong. Yeah, I guess. And I, I think that I think that were a bad sort of fixture for them, just to show how far you know the two clubs have gone in in the space of three years. It's quite a. It's like seeing your ex girlfriend with a you know <laughs> a, a new like bloke who's you know muscle man and all that sort of stuff. So, but it, I think it must be. Yeah, it must have been pretty difficult. And I think there, there were quite a lot of negativity around the Chesterfield fans as a whole, to be honest. But mm. they didn't have a great season last year, did they? So, well, no, I think they were going down again at one point, weren't they? And then mm. sort of uh, sort of rallied round. They I drew mean, about like forty games in a row or something like that. And uh... oh yeah, oh that was great, wasn't it? It was like simultaneously their longest run without losing and their longest run without winning. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to have them on both teams to score every week. They were always one-one. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I used. To, I don't know about you. I used to have a quite a soft spot for Chesterfield actually, and then. I think once we ended up in the same division as them, the soft spot quickly yeah. quickly eroded. <laughs> I yeah, like, oh. I, think, I think that's that is very common. I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, Rotherham obviously we have a great relationship with them, but I remember mm. when Steve Evans were manager and they, oh, they yeah. got tasty as well, didn't they? So definitely. Um, so the game itself, then uh, Sharp gives the lead with a header from Freeman Cross. Um, uh, Robinson got his, his first goal for the Blades, if you if you count preseason. It's, mm. like, it's always nice. You know, I know it's only a friendly. I know it's a national league, but it's always nice to see your new forward kind of get off the mark. But... Yeah, definitely. He deserved one as well, didn't he? Yeah, so. oh, yeah, he definitely does. So come on to in a sec. But that was a nice goal, actually. Um, good ball out from Slate, Regan Slater to mm. Freeman, and then a nice finish from Robinson. Sharp finished off. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the highlights again. This is a. I knew it was good at the time, but I haven't seen it properly. Fantastic yeah. goalie. A great bit of skill by Luke Freeman to beat a couple of men, and then that finish from Sharp. I mean, he. He just sort of, with one touch, just lifts it over, not only over the goalkeeper, but over the guy running back onto the line as well and into the net. It was first yeah, touch. and he ended a good move as well before that. Mm. I don't see that on the highlights where we put, you know, strung a lot of passes together, and obviously then Freeman went into that little bit of a spark where he took a couple on and mm. played it through. And yeah, that that were an excellent goal. No matter who you're playing at, that were yeah, really good goal. That. Yeah, Sharp's hat trick was from an end across from the left, uh, headed in at the back post, and then. Uh, McGoldrick got in one on one, and he kind of, um, kind of, kind of saved by the goalkeeper, and Freeman just knocked it into the empty mm-hmm. net. So, um, I'm very uh, happy with what I've seen of Luke Freeman so far. By the way, um, yeah, I, to be honest, first off, I thought there were slight moments where he's because of the way we play and things. He, he, I don't think he's. It wasn't the first off for me doing everything automatically. I don't know if you agree with that. He was sort of pausing a little bit whereas because you've got Basham going down one wing and you know and mm. I think Norwood said exactly the same when he first joined he got the ball I was like whoa where, where's everyone running to here <laughs> you know where do I pass <laughs> and I did get that feeling of Freeman for maybe the first 20 minutes half an hour or something like that mm. where he wasn't I don't think he was quite as um oh, what's the word uh oh my mind's gone because I'm blaming the heat but it wasn't as a uh just, where it's it, it, just automatic movements. That's the one, automatically. Yeah, weren't doing things off the cuff. I think he was thinking right. about it a little bit too much. But I thought second half, he, in particular, you know, he, he ran the show, didn't he, really? From yeah, the show. and I don't know if it was, um, you know, tactically moving about, but he seemed to be popping up all over the place in the second half as well. You know, he's kind of wide left, yeah. coming onto the right as well, through the middle. So Very much like Duffy does when he's, you yeah. know, when, when he's on form, to be fair. And, and there's a lot of, I don't know how true it is, but people have said that, Wilder's got Freeman to watch videos of Mark Duffy just to see how we play, you know, and what he wants from him. And he's only going to get better, I think. Yeah, that would be a smart move. Um, Callum Robinson, signed me up to the Callum Robinson fan club. Yeah. I was I was already a fan from him at Preston, but yeah, I, I mean, I, go on, sorry. I put on the S2 uh, shout box, actually, when he, uh, halfway through the game, said he's the best player in the world. But <laughs> I think I probably uh, over-egged that. But yeah, he had a... Uh, he, he was superb, weren't he? He really feels... Uh, even at this early stage, with uh, you know a couple of friendly appearances, like he could be a really big player for us for the next five or six years. You know, with him just being twenty-four, he, he scored one. I, I actually thought he hit the post in the first half. Watching the highlights, it might have just gone wide, and then uh, yeah. second half he, he hit the bar. But you know, his his skill, his movement, his his positioning as well, kind of dropping into space and teching players on. You know, he's got the speed to go with it as well. He's got a great shot. He can make make shots for himself. I love it. I can't. I can't wait to see what he does in uh, in a real game. I think he's. Um, I think he's going to be a great signing, and I, I really think um, 
you know, in, in six months we'll look at eight million or whatever it was. And yeah. Like, wow, we we really got one there. That is that is that, great, great value. Last night for me, I, I was just thinking, how have we got this guy? Why has no mm. one else come in for him? Because he, he seemed to have absolute. I mean, I don't. I hate doing this when you get a new signing, especially in preseason, because. You know, he might look brilliant and then he might turn out to not. But I just can't see it. I think he's got everything that you need. If he can stay clear of injuries, yeah. I think he's probably arguably going to be our more, certainly most exciting player, I would have thought. I think so, yeah. And yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the sort of, um, oh, it's only pre-season thing because we know we can do it in the Championship. I mean, he showed that the last That's couple true. of seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, as you say, assuming there's no uh, injury issues, then uh, I think he's uh, I think he's going to do, uh, do a grand old job for us. Yeah. Um, Three fringe players to just sort of focus on quickly. Uh, Kean Bryan. I've seen more of Kean Bryan in the last seven days than I did the whole of last season. <laughs> yeah, exactly really. the same here, yeah. Um, it's the first yeah. time I've seen him live, actually, because I didn't go to the Barnet game. Uh, lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I-, I was at that, but I'm not sure you could technically say I saw him live because uh, he-, he didn't really do anything. No, um, he were really poor in that game, obviously. But I thought we were all right last night, to be honest. Yeah, he's all right. So I wanted to kind of lump these together. So Brian, Regan Slater, I mentioned, and uh, John Lundstrom, who, mm. yeah, all three have been quite heavily involved in preseason. I mean, to an extent that, um, I guess, underlines that we're still a few players short of um, where we want to be as an actual squad. Mm. Um, but yeah, do you, any sort of thoughts on, on how these performed and how maybe they, they fit into uh, a Premier League squad? I thought they do, they do. I'll, I'll be disappointed if Brian and Slater are in the Premier League squad, and that's nothing against them. The young lads, you know, I'm not writing them off or anything like that, but I think that'll probably mean that we've not got the players in that we need. Mm. I think Lundstrom's definitely going to be in the squad. I mean, he's played, I think he started every preseason game, hasn't he? I think he has, yeah. Um, almost every and he's minute. obviously Wilder's a huge fan of him as well. Uh, and I think Alan Nil sings his praises even more. There's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a player in there with Lundstrom. There were a few Hollywood balls last night that didn't go mm. to the right place and things, and there were a few miss. He does often do this thing where he sort of does a blind pass. I don't know if you've noticed that before. Yeah. Where he, he sort of just turns and passes it, and you're ah. Oh. But there's, there's a player that I've got no, no, no qualms of him being in the in the in the 25. But I would be disappointed if he started. What about yourself? Yeah, I think probably the same. I'm just just looking now. He's still only 25, yeah. Lundstrom. So he, you know, we've been kind of crying out for younger players for a while, and, mm. and he is here to, in terms of like you know he could potentially develop quite a lot. I agree. I think he will be part of the squad. I mean, his fitness is is very good. You know, the fact yeah. that he's playing basically every minute in preseason, uh, you know, shows that he can he'll be a kind of player to. Um, you know, fill a squad place, I think. You know, come on for yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I think Wilder trusts him as well. I really do. Mm. I think, you know, he took Coots's place, didn't he? I mean, Coots was the sort of sub last season for the most mm. part uh, when Fleck or you Norwood know, were injured or, or if he wanted to see a game out. And then slowly Coots got phased out and Lundstrom came in. And, yeah, and obviously Lundstrom's managed to keep his place in the squad and Coots has gone. So you, you can't really, you know... Not much better praise than that, really. No, I think, actually, when I think about it, I'd actually, <laughs> this is a hot take, I'd be disappointed if Lundstrom is not in our squad because we'd need to replace him. We'd need a, <laughs> you know, we'd need a, a like a fifth-choice central midfielder, basically, who can you yeah. know, come on, run around, put tackles in, close people down, that kind of thing. So he's already here. He's, he's 25 still. You know, he knows the system, the squad. I think he's fine. I mean, he's, I don't, yeah, think, he's, no I don't think he's Premier League quality yet, but... You know. What do you make of Slater and Brian being in the squad next year? I think Slater would benefit from a loan. Um, I'm not. I'm. He did okay last night, um, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not totally sold on him as a. I, I don't know if he's Championship standard yet. I think he should probably go back to League One. I think. This I'm season. surprised how many minutes he's played in preseason. Mm. I, I can understand young lads playing, but I thought he might have mixed it up a little bit. I know Slater's the more experienced out of the sort of young lads we've still got around, but yeah, I yeah, I'm quite surprised unless. He's trying to put him in the shot window or just giving him game time. I don't see a player there at this particular moment who's going to be pushing for the, knocking on the first team door or anything like that, or no. even maybe in championship level. So It, it might just be a, a bodies thing at the moment, as in we, yeah. we just don't have the midfield bodies that we want. And we you know we don't want to start Norwood, Fleck and uh, Freeman or whoever yeah. um, every single pre-season game, because that's... You know, generally not how it goes with building up no. fitness. Um, Brian, I guess he, he's looked better than I initially thought. I think, but again, I'd be 
I'd be concerned if he was getting many games. I think so. Mm. I mean, yeah. we do need a left-sided centre half, don't we? Like just because I, and there were rumours yesterday that Jack O'Connell were hobbling. I don't know if you heard these. Uh, I didn't see it myself, but on the on the warm-up when obviously the subs were warming up, he apparently were hobbling a little bit, and obviously he never came on, did he? So they probably is something in that. And I always were every time he went down last season. I was like, oh, no, not him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the one that we, we really. I mean, we, I mean to be fair, Stephen slotted him well, but I think it's a huge ass doing that at Premier League level. Yeah, I think so too. Um, well, yeah, one player who. Um, well, won't cover for O'Connell, I wouldn't have thought, but could potentially cover for Stevens is uh, is Ben Osborne of Nottingham Forest, who uh, we, it, it sounds like it's basically signed and sealed, but uh, it for some reason has been... This has been going on for weeks, it feels like. I feel like we've known about this since the start of July, but it sounds like it is basically going to get done in the next 24 hours. Um, so, yeah, Osborne uh, joins the ranks of... Uh, Blades players who will be easily misspelled on the internet. <laughs> I think it's, there's no U and no E. It's, it's actually the easiest Osborne you can possibly have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look forward to him with Sharp with an E and Lundstrom. Jagielka. Uh, Some people still start his second name with a Y. Don't uh, interesting. See, I was going to say Jagielka. I've never seen that misspelled weirdly. Really? It's probably I the most complicated one. one of my friends actually. He always. I think he stopped doing it now. But when the first time around with Jagielka, he always used to call him. Because obviously, some comments. I think he is actually supposed to be pronounced Jagielka. It is, I, I, but yeah. it, we're not pronouncing Jagielka. Yeah, and, and I think he used to spell it like that all the time. You know, Jagielka's playing today. Yeah. All right. right. <laughs> How did we ever cope as a fan base with players? We had Pesky Salido and uh, Unlove in the same team. Yeah, no, and yeah. I, I still can't spell Pesky Salido, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Ben Osborne. So uh, he's a Forest player. Um, the. Latest reports are that we're going to spend about three million on him. He's twenty-four years old. Uh, he is—he's he's quite a versatile player, really. He's, he's left-footed. He's played uh, last season. He played a bit left back for um, for Forest, mainly left midfield. He was Forest Player of the Season in 2017-18. And Forest have been a bit of a hot mess for a few years, but you know, it, it seems like well, you—you've you, presumably been um, gathering some thoughts from Forest fans. What's what's the what's the take from the City Ground? The, the 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 top quote that I've got, I'm going to give away the the opening quote of the view from is uh, a Marmite player. Some think he's up there with Messi. Some think he runs around a lot and not much else, which sums <laughs> up the pretty much. That's I don't I, obviously I want the views and stuff, but you know people that that sums up the rest of the view from. It's fifty fifty completely on mm. what they think of him, whether he's good enough for the Premier League, whether Forrest are right to get rid of him. He's caused a lot of debate on the Forest boards that I've seen and on Twitter and things like that. Uh, there's some people genuinely really dislike him. Other people mm. think that he's been really badly treated at Forest because he's had to play in numerous positions and never had the chance to, you know, really hold down a spot himself. Have you seen anything yourself from? I mean, the the thing with Forest is they have churned through managers like I don't know. Like people go through pairs of shoes, to be honest. In, <laughs> yeah. in fact, I have got multiple pairs of shoes that have lasted much longer than uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's not a um well maybe it is an inadvertent comment on my terrible fashion sense <laughs> and unwillingness to spend on new shoes but um yeah he's i mean he's been in a, a a pretty crap situation i would say there you know the number of the amount of player turnover they've gone through as well i mean they have some ridiculous record i think it was something like uh, they signed something like 30 players in a two-year period and none of them are still there or something like that. They've all just Madness. basically been yeah. turfed out. Um, but no, I, I like. I mean, I like the I like the look of this signing because, I mean, for starters, we should be clear, this is not... Um, I don't think he's a starter for us. I don't think that's the, no. the intention. He's a, he's a player to give us some cover and some competition. I mean, Wilder actually said, you know, he's coming to put some pressure in on uh, on John Fleck, which I I really like the idea of that because we... I don't feel we've had that at all, or rather Fleck has had that in the whole time he's been here pretty much. So, you know, competition for that kind of role is, is pretty important. He can um yeah. he can cover a wing back as well for Stevens, as I said, play left back if we um if we end up playing a, a back four, which is not something we do very often, but you never know. Um yeah. so yeah, it looks like uh for three million, I think that's I think that's outstanding business for a 24 Yeah, I mean, when people were saying five or six, I thought, oh, I'm not sure about that because of the, mm. just purely on the... I, I can't genuinely can't remember seeing him play, which is poor on my part. I can't remember him sort of standing out in a game or anything, and I thought, that's a lot of money. But for three million, Wilder knows what he's doing. I'm okay with that. You know, I think 
he's, he's young enough for, to warrant that fee. Yeah. To be completely honest, I think I, I don't. I think it's quite interesting as well that a lot of people thought Ravel Morrison could be sort of a, a challenging fleck because mm. he played a lot deeper of late, and I think this signing probably suggests that that's not going to be the case. I yeah, think potentially. Could, yeah, sees him as a an out and out attacking midfielder. Probably if Duffy does leave, vying with Freeman. Mm. Yeah, with uh, with Osborne, he's um, he's played over two hundred games in the championship, so he's you know we, we can be pretty clear of his level of ability. And yeah, just I was just looking at some of his numbers for last season. So um, uh, one point seven key passes per ninety, which uh, yeah is comparable with Reese James, Romain Sawyer's, who we've been linked with, mm, yeah. uh, Vrancic of um, Norwich, who was very good for them, Callum Robinson as well. So yeah, basically from playing this kind of Left back, left midfield role. He was he was putting up the same kind of chance creation numbers as um, as Callum Robinson, and and actually more than Fleck as well. So, you know, that was in a, a oh, that's pre- interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, some of that's kind of um, I guess that's going to be influenced by the position he played. I guess you know, there is mm. doesn't directly compare with like Reese James was playing kind of a, a right wing back, right centre back at times last season. I think, but you know, still pretty good. Five assists in the season, which is the third most on the team, and. Yeah, his defensive stats, as I can say, doesn't very rarely gets dribbled past. Um, it was 0.8 per game, which is exactly the same as Ender Stevens. So, you know, uh, well, what I think. Forrest's comments was don't play him at left back. Um, mm. But I, we'll, we don't really play as a left back. You know, we play yeah. as a wing back. So I think, and a couple did say that would suit him. That, you know, that position would suit him more than any other. So. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think that'll be, uh, that'll be a good signing. Not an exciting signing, obviously, but. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully more to come on that front. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Moussa is the new uh, the new club record signing with um, nine and a half million. I think is how it, it came in at the end. So, it's yeah. twenty millions going far, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We're, we're getting some good mileage out of that, and yeah, it sounds like there's still a few more deals to be done. I think as well, and we've still got that that loan as well. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think Osborne will, will slot in pretty well. I hope, but. Um, yeah, I think that's um, do you know I think that's pretty much everything then. So we've got um, we've got Barnsley away on Saturday or something. Are you going to that one? Or? I'm not. No, I'm busy this no. weekend. So no, I'm, be... I'm, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I can't make that one unfortunately. And uh, yeah, there's a, an unannounced or unconfirmed uh, friendly against um, possibly a French team. I think. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's pretty much set in stone, isn't it? From what people are saying, I think did I think Moussa, uh gave it away in his interview yesterday. I don't know if you heard that, by the way. No, I didn't. What did he say? He, he said something along like, "I think Andy Giddens asked him when can the Sheffield United fans see you?" And he said, "Hopefully the Barnsley game and then the team against uh, the team in France." Uh, oh, Rems, Rems, is that right? I'm not sure. I'm sure that's what he said. He said he said a French team anyway. That's what he hmm. did say. So I think he sort of inadvertently gave that one away. Yeah, well, that's good because I was starting to get a bit concerned that uh, you know we're just going to go like two weeks without a game. Yeah, yeah. Seem, I don't know if that is ideal to, uh, to start the <laughs> season. Um, any thoughts on standard of opposition in pre-season friendlies? I was sort of mulling over this the other day because I, yeah, is is it good to play? I mean, look what we played so far. We played Burton, who were a, a middling League One team. Uh, Betis are a, a, a pretty decent Liga team. Mm. Um, Northampton are League Two, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then Chelsea are National League, so a little bit of a, a mishmash, but no real high standard. Obviously, um, Barnsley are in the Championship now. What do you think to that? Do you think we do you think we would have benefited from playing a better standard of opposition, or or is it really just about fitness at this point? And you know, nice to rack up a few goals as well. I think that that it's harder the, the higher you go. I think mm. um, unless you're playing in one of these cups in China or wherever they're being played, you know, with Man City and Wolves and Newcastle and things like that, I, you, it, there's not really many other than like going abroad. There's not really many teams you can play. I mm. think Barnsley away is actually a really tough game. So I think it'll be almost like a, a real game in terms of the atmosphere and things like that. It's a Saturday afternoon. I think that they'll bring a few. They're obviously on a bit of a high because they got promoted themselves. You know, I think that's a that's a tough game to be honest as a pre-season for a Premiership club. I I don't like the idea anyway of playing other teams in your league in pre-season friendlies. Mm. I, I don't know if you learn anything from that because you're coming up against teams who 
are obviously trying things out. They're not going to give anything away themselves and stuff. So I'm not sure it's a tough one. What about, what do you think about that? Honestly, I, I don't know either way. I think I'm okay with this because yeah, to me it seems like uh, the best. I guess the best result you can get out of a friendly is um, you build up some fitness, but you also do a lot of work with the ball. Like I yeah. feel like defensive shape can probably be done on the training ground a little bit, but you know, actually, actually spending some time with the ball, being as, as you know, as I kind of saying about as you were saying about Freeman earlier, mm. getting used to those kind of the rotations around him and the you know, I've got the ball in this area of the pitch, I can be fairly sure where Ender Stevens is on one side, where Basham is on the other side, like, you know, building up, j- just a repetition of, like, building up that knowledge of how it all fits together. Yeah. So it feels to me like, I mean, you don't want to play a complete team of amateurs because that is a bit <laughs> of a waste of time, but, you know, a, a team of professionals um, in a game where you actually are going to have a lot of possession, I think is, that feels like a useful workout to me. And then, yeah, you made a good point there. I mean, it does feel like, you know, this French team as well. We will be steadily ramping up the quality. I guess. I mean, it's mm. not a it's not a direct game to game trend. But you I know. mean, I don't think we'll completely dominate Barnsley like we did Chesterfield no. or anything like that. They will put up a fight. They're a decent side. Mm. I think that'll be a tough sort of yeah. I think that that's like as you said that steps it up at an extra level from the teams we've played. I mean, obviously we lost to Burton, but by all accounts we should have won quite convincing. Yeah, that, that should have been a 5 or 6 one to us kind of game, I think. Yeah, this might be the first game where we possibly have to do a bit more defending other than mm. the Betis game. I did notice, actually, a lot of people complained at the Betis game about after we scored, we sat back. And I did wonder if that was a ploy hmm. of, you know, trying to get a defensive shape. Uh, yeah. To, in, because obviously there's going to be t- a lot of times next season where we're going to be under the cost from things. I don't know if I'm just looking that through red and white specs, but I did feel like the team dropped a lot deeper when we went one 0 up, and it was almost like a ploy to say, "Come right, on, then, yeah, yeah, let's see if you can beat us and stuff." So, be interesting if I don't want to get carried. You know, if we go one 0 up against Barnsley, then sit deep. I hope people don't start thinking, "Why are we sat back?" Because that's what friendlies yeah. are for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I you know, I, I was kind of struck by that a few times during the Chess game. I mean, and, and I guess Burton as mm-hmm. well. Actually, do it. There were times when we did stuff in in possession in our box or near our box where I was like, no chance are we doing that in the Premier League. There's, there's one in second half, actually, that um, uh, crops up on the highlights and it leads to a shot from Chesterfield. But Lundstrom essentially tries to control the take the ball on his chest in inside our penalty area, facing his own goal. Yeah. And he, he ends up getting sort of muscled out. And I thought, in a live game... He's just heading that out of danger. Yeah, or, or, I think Jackie you know, did a bit there. of a turn as well, didn't he? In the, he, in the he second did, yeah, part. like a blind pass, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it just made me sort of wince with Lundstrom because I was like, ah, oh, flip it out. You know, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> everyone's going to pounce on that. But actually, yeah. you know, for the purposes of a friendly, it probably was. You know, it was worth doing that kind of thing. And yeah, you know, same in the first half. You know, I was kind of wanting us to pull the trigger a bit more. You know, we had quite a few mm-hmm. shooting opportunities on the edge of the area, but you know, for again for a friendly, it makes sense to. Keep the ball, cycle it around. You know, get these get these movements till they're automatic and work the. Yeah, work the I think. That, I mean, I was the same as you. I would shout and shoot because you do, don't you? <laughs> you know, when yeah, you're yeah. Outside the area and stuff, but I think that, that is the best way to do it because we're not going to come up against teams who've got, you know, eight men, seven men behind the ball like Chesterfield did for much of last night. So it's good to get that. You know, as I said with Freeman, you know that automatic right. Basham's going that way. You mm. know. Uh, Flex going to run down there or whatever, whoever it's going to be. I think that is important. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, we're we're nearing the start of the season. I think we're, we're a couple of weeks away. Although personally, it's now three weeks since uh, till I get to see United play again, which is very disappointing because uh, I'm not going to be able to get to Bournemouth. No, I don't, so, I don't uh, think any people. Are, so. No, yeah, Palace Palace at home is is going to be the first one, which uh, yeah, can't wait for. But yeah, I guess in the next few weeks we can start. Um, putting together some uh, some predictions for the season as well, which I'm quite looking forward to. I'm not very good at these, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. championship prediction last year, and I think I had us down in 12th. So that, that's, yeah. That, yeah. Where did you go for us last year, by the way? I don't know if you uh, that podcast. It was about 8th, I think. I think I was just missing the playoffs. Yeah. I, do you know, I did revisit that after the end of the season, and I oh, was... Oh, you did? I, so I apologise. I did, I did listen to that, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I do remember that actually. I now, was yeah. wrong on. <laughs> I guess I was wrong on the important stuff as to who would get promoted, but um, but I was pretty accurate on like the rest of the league. You know, if you sort of swapped out, um, swapped leads 
I think Leeds, Forest, Norwich, and us were the ones I was like wildly off on. Oh, and Stoke. I, exactly Stoke, the obviously. same. Exactly the same with those three. I think I had Stoke to win it. Which everyone had Stoke to win it. They were the bookies' yeah. favourites. Um, but I got pretty much all the relegation teams correct. So. Yeah, I got all three actually relegation teams. I'm good at relegated teams. <laughs> <laughs> just the other, yeah. just the other way around. But indeed. Um, all right. Any other blades related? things you want to hit? Uh, no, no, I don't think there's any... I mean, obviously, it's just a waiting game, obviously, in pre-season, isn't it? Waiting for transfers and yeah. things coming out of nowhere and little bits. I mean, this Duffy thing just shows how quickly things can change. When we spoke last week, that wasn't anything, you know, that, that wasn't no. on the horizon whatsoever. So, I think it's... Uh, there's a, I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns yet in the pre-season, you know, transfer sagas and things like that that... We're going to probably end up with a, a a slightly different squad to what we may think. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know if it's just me, but it does seem like some of these transfers are taking a long time. But I think, yeah. do you know, I think that's a product of the uh, in the know culture that we're in, I suppose. Um, and and again, like... I've said it before. I think because there's no World Cup or European Championships, mm. that's the entire focus. Is around. I mean, I think am I right in saying we, at this time last season we'd only signed Henderson and Egan. Uh, I think you are, yes. So, yeah, it was only, imagine it was around this season, we'd be going, <laughs> you know, it'd be, what's going on? Yeah. No, and I don't I'll, think Norwich have signed many, have they? Not, well, uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I want to I wanna do a, we'll, we'll do a, a whole pod on it, actually, but just looking at, um, I guess we can probably make a list of teams that not unreasonably could be down in this kind, same kind of area of the table as us and maybe look at the business that they've done. Because, mm. yeah, it's, it is interesting, just as a bit of a, uh, a preview of that, I suppose. I mean, it's interesting looking at the the transfer activity of the three promoted teams because uh, Villa have gone full, um, you know, kid in a sweet store kind of thing. Just, just give me everything, yeah, um, yeah. And, and with no sign of stopping either. They're on, they are on a, a signing sugar rush right they now. They've got more than anybody in the league, aren't they? <laughs> oh my word! Oh, um, stands, yeah, yeah, and and you know, good luck to them. They, I don't think they're signing bad players. No. Uh, I think they're possibly overpaying for almost all of them but that you know money is clearly less of an issue for them than it is for us frustratingly because they were about to go bust a couple of years ago but that's <laughs> that's new billionaire owners for you yeah. um so that's them norwich have done very very little and all right they were the best team in the championship last season you can't argue with that um but i would be i don't know i mean if, if you're if you're lurking on the uh Norwich message boards. I'd be curious to know what the kind yeah. of mood is there because I did do that um, recently. I don't know if I posted on S two and there was hmm. a, was a thread about us. They're pretty confident. I mean, I know it's everyone. Everyone is when the preseason is one of those sort of things where even if you sign one reserve left back, you think, oh, this could be our year. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's that optimism that's often quickly, you know, sort of removed. But yeah, they're very they they are really optimistic. And I'm quite surprised because their defense last year was Shipped pretty a lot. Yeah, pretty poor even for championship level. Mm. And I've not seen... I mean, I could be being very ignorant here, but I've not seen them bring anyone in where I think, yeah, that's... you know. Well, like I said to you, when Callum Robinson was linked with Norwich, I was quite gutted because I thought that's going to be a, mm. a really good signing for them. And I don't know where they brought in Patrick Roberts. Obviously, they brought in uh, the ex-Man City player and stuff. But they're really confident, but I think they need to bring a few... And they're obviously relying a lot on Pookie at the moment as well to recreate that mm. season that I believe he's never had anywhere else. So, no, I don't yeah, think I'd be more concerned if, that, if I was them, but, you know, they could prove me wrong. I mean, everyone's writing us off, so I, I don't want to be one of those people who just like sort of slag every of the club off and I don't really know the ins and outs of what's going on. <laughs> I know, I felt, uh, I felt bad because somebody asked me to do my predictions for who would get relegated and uh, I almost wanted to have like a little a little byline of just like, please don't hate me for saying this. Yeah, <laughs> I have well, to I think, pick three I think everyone's teams. Obviously, I, don't, I do not blame anyone. I, I listened to, um, uh, I can't remember what, what it was, uh, Five Live, I think it was, around about Premier League and they pretty much all had us, you know, as a, yeah. a candidate to go down and I can't, it's not that that bothers me whatsoever. It's when they start laughing at the signings and saying, mm. "Oh, what they've been." And you think, "Do you, you don't know as much as Chris Wilder knows?" <laughs> so, no, you, know, you, you have every right to say we might go down, we might struggle, we might like quality. But I think it's very ignorant just to turn around and say they're rubbish, basically. Yeah, no, I completely agree. One of my um, one of my favourite things at the moment is seeing how every player that we sign is greeted with this. Um, not not from our fans, or at least not the majority of our fans, but outsider fans of like um, 
pretty weird strategy to be preparing for the championship before you've even played in the Premier League. Most like, Leeds fans, in my, in my experience, are seeing that, to be fair. But to me, I'm like... This is great. This is this is how to run a football club very successfully. Like you know, you're preparing for the worst case scenario with players that are you know pretty young are going to improve in the Premier League. And all right, if they don't, if we don't stay up, then we're pretty confident they'll be good in the Championship or we'll get his money back. So exactly, I I, I, it's weird because ninety percent of our fans that I've seen are really happy with what we've done mm. so far. But every time we sign somebody, but I, I don't, under, I don't know what pe- what other fans thought we were going to do. I mean, no, like we've, Ronaldo. We've never, yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't. Who else could we have got? I, I imagine that you were sorry, you wrote your right Ribery. Course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that the uh, average Premier League fan probably thinks Charlie Austin's better than Callum Robinson because they've never heard yeah. of Callum Robinson. That is a very fair point. Um, and so but, maybe it's that. Maybe it's just a case of, well, I've not heard of him, so he must, be, must rubbish. be rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, uh, I'm pretty confident that they'll have heard of Camel, Callum Robinson next season. Yeah, yeah, touch wood. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I think it's going to be very, a superstar. Yeah, very, uh, very um, impressed with him last night. Agreed. Nice one. All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's leave it there for this week. Uh, I don't believe uh, it's very disappointing. This is like the third or fourth podcast we've done together where uh, we haven't signed a player during it. So it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking now. I do it at the end of everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm looking to see if we've signed anyone, and I'm. Uh, we keep announcing players on like Friday and what Sunday? A rare Sunday oh, signing this week. What was that about? Tom lines this weekend, and um, I woke up quite hungover from the one the, the night before. Looked at my phone, Chef United. Oh, what? We don't know. Nah, we don't sign people on Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> so I just lob the view out and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah, they need to. We need to start signing players on Tuesday so that we can talk about them. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, or, or Wednesday afternoon so we can do some breaking news. But obviously, two hours later than people will actually see it. But <laughs> yeah. not to worry. All right, mate. Um, people can check you out on Twitter at Panchero, and your website is roysviewfrom.com, right? That's yep, correct. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I Good stuff. All right, I will. Uh, I'll speak to you later. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>